You're listening to the preaching podcast of the Amazing Grace Baptist Church located in Mount Airy, North Carolina, where Dr. Jonathan Barker is the pastor. We pray that the following message will be a blessing to you. Psalms for tonight, the book of Psalms tonight, Psalms for tonight. I want to look at a, a, a one verse out of here tonight and uh, just bring a little topical thought. I, I really thought um, um, that the Lord would let us look at how to study our Bible tonight, but He just wouldn't let me get away from this. And we will start that on Wednesday night, and uh, I'm excited about that. Um, bring, make sure you bring your notepad with you on Wednesday night, because I'll give you some things you want to write down, some different books that will help you, and um, uh, we'll look at that. Psalms 4 tonight, Psalms 4 tonight, and uh, I, I want to look at a verse here, Psalms 4 tonight. Let's stand in honor and reverence for the reading of God's Word, Psalms 4 tonight. I want to look at one verse, and, and um, I want to pull a phrase out of this verse tonight, and uh, preach on a phrase out of this verse tonight. The Bible said in Psalms 4, verse number 1, if you save, say Amen. amen. You're glad you saved. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Now say amen and hallelujah together. You even put the and in there. I listened for that. Amen. Look here in verse number one. I had to make sure everybody was awake. Look here in verse number one. The Bible said, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me. And to hear my prayer. I was reading this the other day, and whenever I read it, it said, Have mercy upon me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in my in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. And whenever I read that, that phrase in the middle of that, to me, I, it just caught me off guard, Brother Bailey. I thought, whenever you read it, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. To me, it sounds like that it flows better that way, but in the middle of that verse, being inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, amen right there, David inserts this, Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. And I want to preach on this thought with the help of the Lord for just a little while tonight. And we sure need His help, but I want to preach on this thought. Enlarge me. Enlarge me. And I'm not talking about our gut tonight. Enlarge me. Father, I pray over the next few minutes, Lord, that you'd help us tonight. You know the very need of this service, and I pray that thy will would be done. God, may we never get content with where we're at at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. God, may I personally never get content with where I'm at spiritually. May I never get content with where I'm at in my spiritual walk with you. And God, may I never get content with um, where I'm at as a pastor and in my prayer life, God, in my study. God, may I never get content in those things. I know, Father, that the Bible does talk about some things that we find to uh, contentness in. But God, when it comes to serving you, may we never be content. In Jesus' name, God, I pray that you help that church right now. God, you know that need. God, what a great need that is. Oh, God, Father, please do a work there tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. 
a week or two ago, I was sitting in my office and I was listening to Dr. Larry Brown from Augusta preach. And Dr. Larry Brown, over 40 years ago, started Victory Baptist Church and has just recently resigned Victory Baptist Church. And Brother C.T. Townsend has took that church and will begin pastoring there here in just a couple weeks. And Doc Brown was up talking. The choir had been singing. And Doc Brown was up talking. He was talking about what all God had done in 42 years at Victory and how he started there with um, uh, just a handful, just five or six six people in his living room and what God has now done with Victory Baptist Church and what a great church it is, the preachers that's came out of it. Uh, matter of fact, that's where Brother C.T. come from. That's where Brother Heath Williams come out of their Bible college. Uh, Brother Jared came out of that Bible college. Uh, um, Brother Jonathan McNeese came out of that Bible college. Brother Mike Edwards started that Bible college. And Man, on and on the story goes of the great men of God um, that, that has been influenced by Doc Brown and he was talking about all of that and he made a statement he made a statement in that and here's what he said he was talking about how he was trying to learn and and, and Doc Brown's got Parkinson's now and he's not able to preach as much and he was talking about how he was trying to learn what the new normal was and how it was so hard to step away after 42 years and man I, I couldn't even imagine I've been here I'm in my 13th year and if God made me leave here today man and I'm telling you, it would be one. Of, it would probably be the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. But could you imagine after 42 years of starting with absolutely nothing, and that's what it is today, and having to walk away from that and um, his health and different things? But here's what he said. He said, and he was talking to the church about transitions. What he was talking to the church about, and he said this right here. I'll never forget what he said. He said, if the only thing we do is what we see, then we'll just keep doing only what we see. You know what he was saying? He was saying this, if the only thing that we ever do is what we see, then we'll never be enlarged in our ministries. If the only thing we do is what we see, then we'll never be enlarged in our ministries. But Josh, when he said that, man, I'm telling you, a, a lot of people would hear that and never think nothing about it, but what a profound statement. Uh, what he is simply saying is this, there is some days that we have to walk by faith and we have to trust God God for the things that we can't see. For the things that we can't see. Uh, I remember years ago, man, trusting God for a Sunday school wing and trusting God for a church full of people and trusting God for preachers being called out of our church. And you know what? God has allowed us to see every bit of that. But now that we have seen God do that, do we just sit down? No. We continue, hear me and hear me well, we continue dreaming. We continue dreaming. I want to ask you this question. There's, uh, there's Brother Ryan, there's Brother Heath, there's Brother Cody, there's Brother Dakota, there's Brother Josh, there's Brother Adam. That's six. Am I missing any preachers in here? Anybody else feeling the call? Brother Robert, you feeling anything tonight? Not tonight. Brother Aaron, you feeling anything tonight? You feeling anything, son? Okay, I was just making sure. Amen, you feeling anything tonight? Ella, you feeling anything tonight? All right, I was just making sure. I know I ain't going to go to asking if any of the women feel God calling them to preach, all right? But I'm going to ask you something tonight. 
I want to ask you something tonight. Dakota, where do you see your ministry 10 years from now? Well, Josh, where do you see your ministry 10 years from now? Brother Adam and I have been talking a lot here lately, and man, the dreams and the goals and things that he wants God to do with his life, we should pray for God to enlarge us. We should pray for God to enlarge our church. We should pray for God. Hey, Sunday school teacher, you should pray for God to enlarge your Sunday school class. If you never pray for God to enlarge your Sunday school class, it's probably not going to be enlarged. And I say this to you just in passing tonight, you should let people know when they're not here. I really hope, I really, really, really hope, especially in our adult Sunday school classes, that if somebody's out, you contact that person and let them know. Don't complain about the size of your class. Don't complain about people not being faithful if you're not doing your part to reach them. Somebody holler amen up in the house of God tonight. If we want to see God enlarge us, then we must pray about that. We should ask God for that. Whenever I read this psalm and I began to study this psalm, I found it very interesting, the time period of Psalms 4. I find it very interesting what David says. He says this, Thou hast enlarged me when I was in... What's the next word? Distress. David did not say that God enlarged him when everything was going great. David said that God enlarged him in his distress, in his trouble, in his affliction, in his storm, in his heartache. That's when God, that's when God enlarged him. I, I began to research Psalms 4 and here's what I found out just briefly. I'm not going to take a lot of time to go into it, but Psalms 3 and Psalms 4 go hand in hand together. The time frame, the way that they're set up, the way that they're laid out, they go hand in hand together. And here's what you'll find out. The background to Psalms 3 and to Psalms 4 can be found in 2 Samuel chapter 15 through 2 Samuel chapter number 17. Here's the story of that very briefly. Absalom has rebelled against David. And Absalom now has come back home. And Absalom in his conniving ways begins to try to overtake Jerusalem and begins to try to overtake the nation of Israel and begins to try to overtake his father's throne. Let me just say something in passing right here. Let me just say something. I want you to hear me right here. If David would have just been patient, David, or if if Absalom had just been patient, there's a possibility Absalom could have had that throne in the right way if he would have just been patient. Preachers, hear me and hear me well. Before you go trying to seek somebody else's throne and tear them down to get that, you better just sit back and read your Bible and be patient. God may let you have that one day. Amen. But Absalom in his impatientness and in his cunning ways and in his strife and his anger and in his bitterness tries to overtake the throne of David. David now has to run as he hears that Absalom is coming and, and, and is going to battle with him to try to overtake his throne. And David now has to run from that. And David is running in fear of his life, uh, in fear of what Absalom would do to him. And David in 
the midst of distress uh, and in the midst of the desert uh, and in the midst of everything going wrong in his life, uh, David makes this statement. Thou hast enlarged me uh, when I was in distress. David said when everything was going wrong, uh, God was still there. When it seemed that no man cared for me, uh, God was still there. And it was in those moments of distress that God enlarged me. That God enlarged me. So I want to preach to you on this thought tonight. Enlarge me, O God. Enlarge me, O God. I want to do more for the Lord. Well, there's two others in here. So let me say that again. I want to do more for the Lord. I, I want to preach more than I've ever preached. Amen. I have a greater longing tonight, Brother Josh, to preach than I ever have. I can't explain that. I, Brother Ryan, I, I, I don't know why. I can't, but I'm telling you right now, I've got a greater desire to preach than I ever have. Matter of fact, I'm thinking about just calling revival for about three weeks and preaching for three weeks straight at the church. I, I just, I want to do something for God. I, I got a greater desire to knock on doors more than I ever have. I've got a greater desire to see our church grow more than I ever. I can't explain that to you tonight, but Brother Heath, there's something inside of me that has stirred in me since Doc Brown said that. Matter of fact, in my office tonight is the poster that Dad used on that message the rest of your life. Our life will soon be gone, man. We need God to enlighten us. We need to do more. We need to do more. You say, well, preacher boy, I sure hadn't done much for God. Well, let's just forget about that. Do you hear what I just said? Preacher, I've not been saved and in church long. Well, let's just not worry about that. Preacher, I messed up in some bad ways. Well, let's just forget about that. Let's just forget about that. Amen. Amen. You say, preacher, my life's been a mess. Well, let's just forget about that. You know what? If God allows you to wake up tomorrow, it will be the first day of the rest of your life. Are you hearing me preach tonight? So what are we going to do? We should pray God enlarge us. Say, preacher, there's some things in my life right now that's going on and I just don't understand it. Preacher, I've been hurt. I've been discouraged. I've been let down. I understand that. I understand that well. Matter of fact, I probably am more uh, understanding of that tonight than I've ever been. I've dealt with a young preacher this week that his heart is broken. He's devastated about what he's going through. But hear me and hear me well. We cannot live in past hurt. We we cannot live in past success. We cannot live in past failure. Hey, it's a new day. God's still God. He's still on the throne. And may God help us to forget about every bit of that and say, God, enlarge me. God, enlarge me. God, enlarge me. In the midst of his distress, he said, God enlarged him. In the midst of his distress, God enlarged him. Let me show you three things. Let me show you three things. Number one, I'll say this, and I'm just going to throw them out in passing. I, I, hear me tonight. 
We need to pray, God, enlarge me. God, enlarge me. God, enlarge me. God, enlarge Amazing Grace Baptist Church. God, enlarge the teen group at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. God, enlarge the, the, the young kids at Amazing Grace Baptist Church. God, you know what? Don't nobody fall out with me, okay? Don't nobody get mad at me right here. But I'm glad... I'm thankful for every one of our young people. I'm thankful for every one of our young adults. I'm thankful for every one of our young families here tonight. But you know what? I prayed a little bit. No, nobody get mad at I pray God to send us some older people to Amazing Grace. I sure have. You want me to tell you the reason why? Those young people's got that fire. Most of the time, they all about half dead tonight. But they got that fire. Those young adults, Brother Josh, they've got that fact. Those older people has got that wisdom that we need and that I need to keep us in the right track. And you know what God has done over the past month or two? God has answered. You know what He's doing? He's enlarging us. He's enlarging us. You say, well, preacher, I'm going to tell you right now, if I come in and somebody's sitting in my pew, so what? Praise God. He's enlarging us. And may God help us that in our distress we see that that distress is made and God put us in that to enlarge us. Let me show you something. I might get to this and I might not. Let me show you something. Let me tell you the reason Absalom turned against David. Can you tell you the reason why? Because David sinned with Bathsheba. That's the reason Absalom turned against David. Because when David messed up, hear me tonight, when David messed up, God said the sword would never depart from his house. That is showing us that there is scars to sin. There is consequences of getting out of God's will and messing up. However, even though distress came, God never left David. Even though there were scars in David's life, God still used David. So I say that to say this, even though you may have messed up there, look what happens in David's life. God still uses him and enlarges him. That helps me. That helps me because I have messed up. I have dropped the ball. I have let God down. Somebody help the preacher tonight. You've messed up too. But aren't you glad that God didn't push you to the side? That God didn't put you on the shelf and say that He would never use you again? But God still worked on you. God still helped you. And now God is saying, I want to enlarge you. And David says, even though I messed up, even though I failed God, even though I made a total, a total wreck, a total loss of my life, God still used David and enlarged him. Number one tonight, we should say, God, enlarge our borders. God, enlarge our borders. And I'm not talking about America on that. God enlarge our borders. Boy, there's so much that I can say. 
There is so much, but I'm not. God enlarge our borders. Listen to what the Bible said in Deuteronomy. I told you, it's just topical thought. Listen to what the Bible said in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse number 20. When the Lord thy God shall enlarge thy border as he hath promised thee, and thou shalt say, I will eat flesh because thy soul longeth to eat flesh. Thou mayest eat flesh whatsoever thou soul lusteth after. Listen to what he said. As he said, when the Lord God shall enlarge thy border. Shall. When the Lord, are are y'all getting that? Shall enlarge thy border as he hath promised thee. You know what he's promised? If I call unto him that he'll answer me and watch this, show me great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Let me tell you what we ought to say tonight. God enlarge our borders. God enlarge our borders. God give us opportunities like we've never had before. God open doors like we've never had open before. Amen. Amen. I say God enlarge our borders in the schoolhouse tonight. God enlarge our border in the schoolhouse tonight. I, I am not against the public school system in no way, shape, or form. But don't you hear what I'm fixing to say? In 2018, in the United States of America, there was 23 active shootings in out of our schools. It was the bloodiest year in history from what I can find out according to Education News website uh, that we've had in the United States of America. And if there's ever been a time that they need God in the public school system today, it's in the day in which we live. If there's ever been a time that they need a man of God in the school system, it's the day in which we live. If there's ever been a time that they need a good Christian godly young lady in the school system it's in the day in which we live hear me young people and hear me well I can't walk in that school every day but you do brother Adam I can't walk at Surrey Community College every day but you do and what you ought to pray is God enlarge my border down at the schoolhouse young and says you've went back to school you ought to pray God enlarge my border down at the schoolhouse. God, let me take your light and let it shine in the schoolhouse and may God sin old time Holy Ghost sin, hell disturbing sin killing revival through the schools of Surrey County by some young people that said in the midst of my distress, God enlarged me. God enlarged well amen God enlarged our borders in the schoolhouse. God enlarge our border in the schoolhouse. God enlarge our border at the White House. So preacher, what are you saying? If you take offense to what I'm fixing to say, you probably need to get saved. I thank God for President Donald Trump. And if you haven't figured out yet, I'm riding the Trump train, baby, in 2020. 
Thank God for a president that stands up and that is not ashamed to, to announce Christ. Thank God for a president that has publicly stated that we are still a Christian nation. I say probably, probably besides Ronald Reagan, he's the greatest president that's ever been in the 41 years that I am alive. Thank God for a president that says that we still are a Christian nation. Thank God for a president. Amen. Amen. Thank God for a president that still publicly, that still publicly supports the nation of Israel. That's the only reason, that is the only reason that the judgment of God hadn't fell on America. I'm not worried about a party, but I am worried about those that will stand up for the things of God. And if there's one thing we need at the White House tonight, we need Brother Bobby Stewart and other men of God that will take a Bible and will do devotions and thank God for our president and may God enlarge our borders when it comes to our White House. You know what? In 9-11, 9-11, nobody had a problem with prayer. Nobody had a problem with prayer. And it may take another 9-11 to get America back to where she's supposed to be. May God enlarge our borders in the schoolhouse, in the White House. Now, I thought about this. May God enlarge our borders in the worship house. Right here. May God enlarge our borders in the worship house. I read this verse. Nehemiah said this. Then I commanded, and they cleansed the chambers... And thither brought I again the vessels of the house of God with the meat offering and the frankincense. And I perceived that the portion of the Levites had not been given them. For the Levites and the singers that did the work were fled everyone to his field. Then I continued... Then I then continued I with the rulers and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their place. You know, Nehemiah said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And you know, we need God to enlarge the borders of the worship house tonight. There was a day. Now you help me and I'll get done. You dial me and I'll preach an hour. There was a day when Sunday was the day that we went to church. Amen. There was a day when Sundays was the day that we went to the house of God. There was a day, I'm telling you, there was a day when I was a boy, you didn't hear about ball games and little leagues on Sunday. You didn't hear about practice on Wednesday night. There was a day that we went to the house of God. But today it seems uh, uh, that we've pushed the house of God to the side. May God enlarge uh, uh, the worship house tonight. May God enlarge the worship house tonight. Hey, you want me to tell you what we need? Uh, we need an old-fashioned uh, cleansing down uh, at the church house. Amen goes right there. I've come to this conclusion if people will truly get saved and thoroughly get right with God, you won't have to wonder where they're at when the church house doors are open. They'll be down at the worship house and may God enlarge our borders at the worship house tonight. May God enlarge our borders. Number two, 
may God not only enlarge our borders, but I say this, may God enlarge, man, I've got to hurry, may God enlarge not only our borders, but may God enlarge our boldness. Our boldness tonight. There's so many people that's afraid to stand up for what's right today. Well, I might offend somebody. I'd rather offend somebody and their blood not be on my hands when I get to heaven than not offend them and them die and go to hell and me give an account to God for it. Our boldness tonight. Listen to these verses, Isaiah 54. Single barren, thou that did not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child for more and the children of the desolate than the children of the married wives, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Did you hear that? Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed. Neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shalt not remember the approach of the widowhood anymore. I say, God, enlarge our boldness tonight. Our boldness tonight. We need people that will be bold for the cause of Christ. Can I say this? You can be bold. You can stand against sin. You can hate sin and still love the sinner and be respected by them. I know that to be a fact. I've seen it in my own life, brother, brother Ryan, and we've talked about that with some people. We can still be bold. May God enlarge our borders, but may God enlarge our boldness tonight. Can I say this? May God enlarge our boldness in our prayer life. In our prayer life. Let me tell you the prayer that God won't answer, the one you don't pray. The one you don't pray. Hannah prayed for a child, Samuel, while the people mocked. Daniel prayed after the decree had been signed that that pays uh, uh, or that they would be destroyed, they'd be killed for praying. But Daniel prayed anyway. Now say this to you, we need to enlarge our boldness in our prayers. There's nothing so little to pray and there's nothing so big to pray. I don't know about anybody else, but I've had times when I thought this, I can't pray that because there's no way God will do that. May God enlarge our boldness in our prayer life. I'm not talking about going before God and demanding something. I'm talking about asking God for those big things. Amen. For those big things. Boy, I'm going to tell you something. Holy Ghost sat down this morning. Leslie and I was talking at home today. And so what was y'all talking about? People that was here. <laughs> and Leslie, and I was talking. I said, well, I was preaching. I said, oh, such and such. I said, boy, you could see that old time conviction set in on them. I said, you could see tears running down their face. You know what the first thing the devil said? Here's the first thing the devil said. God will never get them. May God enlarge our boldness in our prayer life. 
The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. May God enlarge our boldness in our prayer life, but may God enlarge our boldness in our spiritual truth and letting others know. And letting you say, preacher, they'll never come to church. Have you asked them? Have you asked them? May we be bold in our praying, but may we be bold in our speaking. There's a bunch of watered down so-called preachers today that don't do nothing but answer to a deacon board and they're scared to stand up for anything. May God enlarge our boldness. Right's right and wrong's wrong. Yeah, man. May God enlarge that tonight. May God enlarge our borders. May God enlarge our boldness. But I've really preached all night to get here, but I'll just throw it out in closing. May God enlarge our our borders and may God enlarge our boldness, but may God enlarge our burden tonight. May God enlarge our burden. Listen to what Psalms 119.32 said. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. When thou shalt enlarge, that's our word tonight, my heart. You know, we need God to enlarge our burden. Here's what burden means. Now this is not Webster, this is Barker. It means I'm concerned about you. It means your problem's my problem. It means if you're hurting, I'm hurting. May God enlarge our burden. Can I say this? May God enlarge our burden for sinners. May God enlarge our burden for sinners. I'm going to ask you a question. Everybody look up here just a second. I'm going to ask you a question. Everybody look right here just a second. When was the last time you cried over somebody going to hell? And boy, if we had to think long about that, we need God to enlarge our burden. It's sad to say, but a lot of people will never think twice about lost souls walking out of our service this morning that raised their hand and acknowledged they was lost and on the road to hell. May God enlarge our... Boy, it's getting quiet. May God enlarge our burden for the sinner. May God enlarge our burden for the saint. Yes, sir. Amen. I'm going to say this. Probably shouldn't, but I'm going to. Just feel like I need to. That's one thing I've been praying. God enlarge my burden for the saint. For those people that sits on our church pew, Brother Josh, every service. God enlarge help me carry their load with them even more. Uh, last week we started this. Um, uh, Brother Heath is paid through the church some. Miss Stephanie is now, she'll start tomorrow with us. She's already been working a little bit, but she'll start tomorrow all the time with us. And and we started this last week. Last week, Monday through Friday, we have a family of the day. We all know who it is. We have a family of the day. And that day, we pray for that family. That day, we pray for that family. Can I tell you something? You need to pray God enlarge your burden for the saint. But Josh, look over there in that corner. You don't usually look over there. Look over there in that corner. I want to ask you something. How long has it been since you prayed from those people over there?
It's easy to remember them people right there because you sit around them all the time. God enlarge us. Is anybody hearing the preacher tonight? God enlarge our burden for the saint. God enlarge our burden for the sinner. Then I put this in in closing. God enlarge not only our burden for the sinner and for the saint. Come start playing, Miss Tanya. But God enlarge our burden for God's servant. What I mean by that is me. Now, this is hard to say, but I'm just going to say it, okay? God enlarge our burden. God enlarge your burden for your pastor and his family. Man, I battle things that you don't have a clue about. I battle things you don't... Brother Josh and Brother Ryan understands what I'm saying because both these men have pastored. We battle things that we never take to nobody. I battle things that I never take to my wife, Miss Rhonda. She gets mad at me sometimes over it, but she gets over it. You say, well, why do you ought to take it to her? No, there's some things that I just don't want her to have to worry about. There's some things I just don't want her to have to worry about, Brother Matt. So I just choose within myself to carry that. I just choose within myself to carry that. There's some things that I share with Brother Heath. But I don't share everything with him. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Josh and Brother Ryan? Let me tell you what. I've come to this conclusion. Every member of the church, every member of the church should pastor a church for six weeks. For six weeks. And if you ever do, Brother Josh, you pray different for me now, don't you? Brother Ryan, I'm sure you pray different for me than you would have ten years ago. You'll pray, God, enlarge my burden for my pastor. For God's servant that you send down the church. Can I ask you a question? If you all know when the last time I prayed for you was, it was today. It was today. I want to ask you a question. When was the last time you prayed for me? When was the last time you took a day? I pray for everybody in our church every day. But we've started Monday through Friday. We have a family of the day. And after I pray for everybody in the church, I pray specially for that family that day. I pray specially for that family that day. And you know what I've done? I'm going to tell on myself, Brother Heath and Miss Stephanie. When we started this, the first Monday, you know who's who's uh, you know what family was that first Monday that our staff prayed for that day? Jonathan Leslie, Madeline, Livia, and Victoria. You say, why'd you do that? I was trying to teach them to pray for their pastor. Boy, it's hard to say, Brother Ryan. But I was trying to teach them to pray for their pastor. Now, I have a family that I pray for every day. They're my family of the day, and I, I pray for them every day. I pray for their specific needs that day. I pray that God meets your needs every day, but I pray for their specific needs that day. Those things that they've shared with me in confidence, I pray for those things. Let me ask this, how long has it been? How long has it been since you prayed for your pastor? God enlarges. But Scotty, that's what we need tonight. 
We need God to enlarge. We need to enlarge our borders, our boldness, and our burdens. There is one thing that is enlarging every day. Let me read it to you. Isaiah chapter 5 verse number 14. Therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth rejoiceth shall descend into it. What did the Bible say? Hell hath enlarged herself. Hell hath enlarged herself. If hell is enlarging herself, how much more does the church need to enlarge itself? Yes, 